1: What's going on? We are officially one week away from the Arizona Cardinals veterans and rookies reporting the training camp and we here we are on PHNX Cardinals part of PHX Sports Bo Brock and I'm excited to be joined with Fox Sports 910's morning host Jody Ayler, host of The Drive. Jody what's going on my man?
2: Bo it is so good to see your beautiful hair your scruffy face I love it I'm in.
1: Oh, man, I, I can't wait to maybe get to our ad reads today because, <laughs> and that's weird to say, because you think here I am, years removed from being the executive producer of your show, that I might have grown up, but we're going to talk about accountability today as far as Kyler Murray. Wait, and I'm wait, tell, is, there,
2: is there boner talk? Is there boner there's
1: talk? There's no boner the talk, oh, but man. there is a tale of a lack of accountability that uh, will blow most of our viewers' and listeners' minds, and I'm glad you're here to witness it today. Uh, but we're going to talk some Kyler Murray. He uh, has been the topic on uh, The Herd a lot recently. Your boy, J-Mac, Jason McIntyre, keeps talking about him in the Cardinals organization, called the Kyler, the Cardinals organization a sinking ship. Uh, and then our old boy, Steve Kimes showed up today. Kime was on the airwaves with Colin Cowherd, and he was talking about the guy that he drafted, pivoted off Josh Rosen to take number one overall in 2019. Can't wait to hear what Steve had to say about Kyler Murray, and then we'll get into the future of the running back position because it seems to be a hot topic these days, right? I mean, running backs are... They're out there. They're basically like the the writers right now. They're out picketing. They're trying to prove their <laughs> worth to, to everybody. They are the number one pick in fantasy football, but they are not the number one compensated position in the NFL. You know, how does, should Monty Austin for it? How should he approach the running back position? We saw how Steve Kime would approach the position. He'd probably just throw a ton of money at it, but I'm interested to hear what your thoughts might be on how Monty Austinfort would approach the position beyond 2023 after they kind of get out from under James Conner running back position. Before we get into the juicy Kime quotes, or, you know, that that's what we'll call it for right now, but what are your main takeaways so far with the Cardinals reset that went down this offseason?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's needed, right? I don't think there was any other way to do it. It's funny you mentioned Jason McIntyre calling the Cardinals a sinking ship. This ship sunk six months ago. It's it was it was the Ocean Gate NFL version. I mean, it was it's done, it's over. I don't know if that's too soon to make that joke, but this this team sunk, it's at the bottom. And what I'm encouraged by, Bo, is like the last few months have been this team finding itself a little bit, right? It's it's they're an easy target. The Cardinals, no one knows who 90% of the roster is outside of Phoenix. Nobody knows much about Jonathan Gannon. They just get the clips from his introductory press conference. I've heard, I don't know if you have, yeah, the the, the making fun of the pew, pew, pew. Yeah. And, and yeah, some of that is cringy. And Jonathan Gannon has had some cringy moments. But to me, watching his mic'd up uh, Cardinals social media video, and I know the team produces that, but he's got a presence. He's got leadership. He's He's a real presence on the field. He's he's not coach beta like like cliff kingsbury was and so i you know i think everything that the cardinals have done right now is setting them up very well nobody should expect anything from them everybody should get their shots in because this team for the first time in a long time maybe the first time since you and i've known each other bo they seem to kind of have a plan to know what they want to yep. do and how to get there and that that to me is encouraging even if some of these results and and some of these quotes are fair, but some of them are just kind of old news, to be
1: honest. You know, it's it's a tough time to be a Cardinals fan. Just when you look at, you know, the top 10 lists that come out, you know, the worst rosters, they're right in the conversation with the, one of the worst rosters in the league. I think that uh, ESPN.com had a list where they were the worst roster in the NFL. And you look at the teams ahead of them and it's, at least they, I think they have direction because there's a couple of teams like the Titans. It's like they're trying to ride this line between rebuilding and contending, and it's it's a tough spot, and it's usually not a one that ends up being a successful, con- consistently a successful uh, way to go about it. I think that Monty Osborne and Jonathan Gannon have given this team for the first time in a long time a, a, a good direction to go. They tore it down to the studs, basically just Kyler Murray and, and a couple guys who are. On expiring contracts, and Monty Austinfort is set up for the 2024 offseason with, you know, armed with draft capital, armed with cap space, potentially 80 million dollars if they make some pretty easy moves. You really have to like the direction that they're going. But there, there there has to be a lot of work that's been going to be done between now and then, right? And we didn't get a true sense of who Monty Austinfort is outside of him making the necessary unpopular moves by letting Zach Allen walk, letting Byron Murphy walk. Uh, and and take and not absorbing or taking on big time guaranteed money contracts and just setting this roster up to to really uh, be aggressive the next offseason
2: yeah the thing about the cardinals is you know everyone wants to immediately write them off and i know we'll talk a little bit more about this when the madden ratings conversation comes up it's funny like half the dudes on the defense that didn't even go to the trouble of finding a picture like Cam Thomas and Maji Sanders are third round draft picks and they act like they just scooped them up off, you know, the street this year as an undrafted free agent, but everybody's just sort of walked away from the Cardinals and they're just like, all right, we don't have to worry about them. Our bandwidth is taken up by all these other NFL teams that are trying to do big things this year. Great. You mentioned the rankings finishing last. Good. That's my response to all of these things. Good. Great. All of this is perfect because we've watched artificially inflated expectations Completely undermine this franchise for a decade under a general manager who has been wildly ineffective, wildly insecure at his job. And so, what he tries to do are the quick fixes, the crowd pleasing. Hey, we all love JJ Watt. The franchise is better because he was here, but it was a completely unnecessary move for a franchise that was probably not, probably could have spent that money in better areas to really develop some depth and really develop a foundation instead of a, hey, we got a marketable star. So, uh, you know tanking is a word I've talked a lot about and I know you guys have too but it's it's not tank I mean it's tanking but it's long-term planning right. that's 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 the synonym for tanking for the Cardinals and I have no problem with Monty Austin Ford coming in here and instead of bending the knee to Michael Bidwell and saying hey we'll win eight games this year just let me go out and sign up some free agents Monty Austin for Jonathan Gannon and I guess Michael Bidwell deserves some credit you look at it and say they're doing the unpopular thing that's inviting a ton of criticism, but there is an end game here, and yeah. I don't know if it's going to work. But I feel pretty confident it's a better plan than whatever you know, numnuts Steve <laughs> Kime was doing for a decade. Yeah, you got me all worked up about that Colin Cowherd clip. Yeah, and I just want to come out and roast Steve Kime.
1: It's coming. It's coming soon. But I, I think you made some great points. And and when I think it was probably the way that he kept his foot in the door, how he kept that general manager spot for so long, because it was easy for him to go to his best buddy and Michael Bidwell and tell him, look, we're not rebuilding. We're never rebuilding. We're always, you know, gearing this roster up, retooling. We're not, re-tool- we're not rebuilding, we're retooling. And he could, he could kind of get Michael Bidwell on board with that where, Monty Osfort's having a true conversation about team building. And I think Michael Bidwell probably in the last six months has learned more about team building and what's best for this organization than he has over the last two decades uh, working along Steve Kime. Let's, let's not delay any longer. Let's get into these clips today. Uh, this was actually I think on The Herd today. Colin Cowher was back in the, in the number one chair, and he had Steve Kime on. And he was talking to him about Kyler Murray. So let's first show the quote that they're discussing here. So this was from Kyler Murray from Flight Plan. He said, quote, I'm going to listen. I'm going to be coachable. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. But if the blank ain't working, at some point, we all have to look in the mirror. So that's the quote from Kyler Murray to set this up. And Colin Cowherd and Jay Mack over there, they kind of took a hold of this. And then Colin asked Steve Keim about this quote and this was Steve Kime's response.
2: He's a star quarterback. Do you think he
0: can change? Are you concerned going forward for him? Well, you know, I think in terms of quarterback speak, Colin, you know, what he said, um, you know, you don't love it. Just because of the same point, uh, when he added the word but In generally behind a positive, the word but does not end in a positive light. So I certainly didn't want to hear that. And nor do fans want to hear a guy who's making $46.1 million a year. Um Blame anybody but himself, and I'm not saying cu- uh, cu- that he's a he's a guy that blames people. Yet at the same time, you know everybody. When you get that that bag of cash, everybody expects you to take it on your shoulders, and uh, and that's what a franchise quarterback does. And this is a big year. I would have actually had Kyler in my top five four guys under pressure because if they do have a tough year, he's coming off an injury, and and also, Colin, you got to understand, um, he's coming off the injury. He's got to prove himself, and then if What happens is what people forecast, which they have the number one pick. They're in a real predicament, just like you said.
1: There's Steve Kime. That's some bizarro world type stuff right there. And I mean, just it, it's like when you, we all have our friend groups, right? And and you got your friends that often find themselves on on the hard luck, and it's usually for their own reasons, right? And, they, and it's like they're giving you life advice on on how to get yourself out of a tough predicament from Steve Kime. I mean, what are your initial takeaways? From I mean. Steve Keim? First of all, are,
2: you can be the official judge in this. Can we take the gloves off for Steve Kime post? Yes. I'm stepping down. I've got some personal <laughs> health issues. I need some time. Like, can we just treat him like a grown ass man? Because that is the most ridiculous. Can I cuss on this? Can I? Yeah. Can I, am I allowed to drop an occasional spicy word?
1: Absolutely.
2: It's a fucking joke that Steve <laughs> Kime is the one trying to hold Kyler Murray accountable as a guest on a radio show. Come on, dude. Like, you, homie. You, you made all of your money the last five years because you found yourself through your own sheer incompetence in a position to draft Kyler Murray number one overall. He got you contract extensions, plural. He got you a chance to live out your dream. He got you a shield from all of the other ridiculous moves you made. You had opportunity after opportunity to hold Kyler Murray accountable when you were the general manager and running this show. And instead of doing it, you took the coward's way out. You never confronted it, at least publicly that we know of. Every time the Cardinals tried to hold Kyler Murray accountable, it was some passive-aggressive BS way to try to hold him accountable. I don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes, but I do know that Kyler Murray was coddled by Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. Now he's fired, he's finding himself as a guest, and he's criticizing Kyler. Like, Listen, this is a real easy choose-your-fighter scenario. Are you choosing Steve Kime or are you choosing Kyler Murray? Because as flawed or as many mistakes as Kyler Murray has made, he still has more talent and potential in his pinky than Steve Kahn yeah. ever demonstrated as a general manager. And I think it's just low blows at Kyler. You know, that that flight plan to me was a vulnerable, introspective Kyler who is willing to come to the table and have a conversation that he's never been willing to have publicly. And instead of celebrating that, embracing it acknowledging the maturity Steve comes using it in some insecure clout chasing moment to try to convince people that he wasn't the reason the Cardinals became a sinking ship or sunk to the bottom of the NFL. <laughs> it's somehow Kyler Murray. It, it, if if we're going to, I mean, I, I I don't understand what world Steve is living in. I mean, it's, it's impossible to understand what in the hell he's talking about.
1: Yeah. It's, it's delusional. No doubt about it. it. It's, it's crazy. As I said, it's, it's a bizarro world and it's him kind of nitpicking uh just he's saying but he he used but and and then he went on to complete <laughs> like what it's was his con- point <laughs> like it, it just makes everything he said before that null and void that he said that he's going to look at himself in the mirror and he's going to be coachable and all these things but but he said but and it's it's really it's it's wild from from coming from kime and the way that you described how he took the easy way as a general manager, he's doing, the, he's making the same mistake as a broadcaster. And he's he's given an opportunity. You know, yes. it's it's not what you know. It's who you know. And he knows people in, in the right places so far. I mean, he was a he was a draft analyst for the 2023 <laughs> NFL draft. That's the most insane thing ever. And you talk about accountability, and we're he, he's talking about. Kyler Murray's making $47 million. Nobody wants to hear Kim complain. And you've got a guy who just took a job as a draft analyst who is the worst drafter in the NFL. And it's like, who's going to want to take draft advice from the worst drafting general manager over the last 10 years? It's just, it's head-scratching stuff from Steve Kim. He continues to do it and talk about taking the easy way out. Here's an easy Here's a guy who's kind of a, a punching bag right now in the media, and he's instead of going to maybe his aid and giving some insight behind the scenes of what makes Kyler right. Murray tick and what's going to maybe be his way out of this and his way forward, he's just he's just uh, he's joining the mob against Kyler Murray.
2: No, it's a great point, Bo. Like he could be a force of good for Kyler Murray in his career. He could be someone that helps explain what's really going on. But here's here's why he's not. Steve Kime rode Kyler Murray's coattails for four years. Now, you might be thinking, I don't know how many people are in or out on Kyler. I know everyone's got their own view on him. But for at least three of Kyler's four years, Steve Kime was there riding the coattails. They coddled him. They didn't challenge him. They hired a head coach who wasn't there to get the most out of Kyler Murray. He was there to make Kyler Murray comfortable because for Kime and Kingsbury, the name of the game was If Kyler is comfortable and we think he's at his best, we get to keep our jobs for a longer period of time. It's a really flawed way to get the most out of a hyper-competitive, hyper-talented dude like Kyler Murray. And you could hear during that flight plan, Kyler's trying to take the high road. His dad's trying to take the high road. But they both, if you read between the lines where they mention other factors or leadership and excitement, they clearly knew how much those two dudes were holding Kyler back in his career. Now, Kyler will have a chance to show what he's capable of. He'll have a chance to have the last laugh. If Kyler crashes and burns this year's under Jonathan Gannon, fully healthy, then we're all going to point and laugh at Steve Kahn, Cliff Kingsbury, and unfortunately, Kyler Murray. But right now, to me, Steve Kahn having the audacity to ride Kyler's coattails, and then the first second he gets, when Kyler's a little... Guard is let down. Yeah. He's a little vulnerable. To come in with the cheap shot, to come in with the low blow, I, I think that's just wrong. I really do. And I think Steve Kime has some really juicy stuff he could tell us. Yeah. But on the other hand, if his best friend wasn't the team owner, I think we'd probably have some really juicy stuff on Steve Kime too. So <laughs> it's, it's better to let this drama be handled by Kime. I hope Kyler takes the high road because – I think I think people know what's really up with with Steve Kime.
1: Yeah. Let's take a look at some of these. Uh you guys are crushing in the chat. Jody with the W, uh, Jody preach. You're seeing let's yeah, that's from about my hair. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just a common Jody W and in, including <laughs> the, the hair. Victor saying, Preach Jody. Uh when you're going on your rant about Steve Kime initially. Uh Nathan saying, Yes, Bo. Chase saying, Gotta love the irony of Kime. Uh, let's see, what's he saying? Uh, it's, we'll get it up here. Yeah, gotta love the kind pointing a finger at Kyler, criticizing him for blaming others and not himself. Absolutely. I mean, all his his entire media tour that he did pre-draft when he was with a more inexplicable rise to a position than even Cliff Kingsbury getting an NFL head coaching job with Steve Keim getting an NFL draft analyst job. Him going and doing that tour, he was on Green Light with Chris Long, and he was on Cowherd. Uh, all the the entire time, he never took any accountability for his role in the Arizona Cardinals' nosedive. He he never did.
2: I, I tried to uh, dig a hole and put some leaves over it, and uh, you know we we're, we're a Fox Sports. I'm on Fox Sports 910. We're a Fox yeah. Sports affiliate. I had some back channels to Steve sure. time when that announcement was made, and I I put out some feelers, and I was trying to invite him on under the auspice of like, hey, let's just talk about the draft, and obviously. I wanted to come on and just roast him for looking like uh, King Hippo on Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. But he he responded, it was something like, hey, uh, always been a fan of Jody's work, but I can't. I'm only doing certain work. And I'm like, first of all, that's total bullshit. Right. Second of all, it, there's no chance he will do any unguarded local media because he knows what audience he's playing to nationally on these shows. It, everyone on the Cardinals right now is an easy target. Kyler's an easy target. Mm-hmm. Steve Kahn's taken advantage of it to try to build his own career. Everyone in Phoenix knows what the score is between Kime and Kyler or Kahn versus anybody. And I find like the, the, the fact that, I just, you know, Kyler's not perfect. You know, obviously I've had my criticism of Kyler and I think his maturity and professionalism are fair shots to take at Kyler. But when somebody shows signs of growth, when somebody shows a willingness to change and acknowledge their past mistakes, the last thing anyone should be doing is taking a dump on him. Right. And I feel like Steve Kahn dumping on him at this point is just a really bad look for the dude. And um, you know, he's 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 not going to make it as an NFL analyst. I don't know what his NFL media hopes are, but it's not gonna be stepping on the back of Kyler Murray like it was as a general manager. It's just not.
1: Yeah, there, there's more comments coming out of the herd. And I'm not trying to put them on blast. I think Colin Coward actually does some really good work over there. Uh, and, and we'll get to that. And we talk about accountability. Let me tell you a story about the biggest uh, lack of accountability. And I'm glad Jody's here for it. I, was, uh, I ran home today. And got some lunch with my wife and my son, and I was driving back to work, and I completely ignored that the gaslight on my c- truck had come on, and I, <laughs> I ran out of gas. For the first oh time
2: God. in
1: my life, you did. I ran out of gas when it was a balmy 115 out <laughs> about two o'clock today, and power steering was going out of my truck, I'm just kind of coasting this thing to the side of the road like an idiot, right? And luckily, just in the distance there, like a beacon, is Circle K. Our friends over at Circle K that we're partnering with, I walked my ass down the road about a block and a half. I got the uh, the dumbass tax, $17 for the canister, filled it up, two gallons of gas, took it to my truck, filled it up, uh, came back to the office here, obviously, after I filled my truck up enough to get down the road. And everybody just saw that I was beat red in the face, sweat just dripping everywhere, and I had to tell everybody that I'm a dumbass. And Circle K came to to save me. I, I've never done it before. I, I think about you're a huge Seinfeld fan. The the episode where they push the limits on the uh, on the gas gauge, Kramer, yeah, yeah, and that's not something that you want to do in real life. I, I've been pushing the limits for far too long, and I finally got bit by it, Jody.
2: Well, listen, this would be this is a perfect segue because it's like. <laughs> if you you ran out of gas but if you ran out of gas today and you had to make that walk of shame and by the way 17 dollars they let you off easy man yeah. they could have charged you anything they wanted for that <laughs> that idiot can that you had to trudge back to the car like sorry sir that's going to be 400 dollars. you're paying it they yeah. could have absolutely gouged you then if you came on here and started lecturing me right about not keeping my gas tank full that's steve <laughs> keim and kyler murray like Steve Kime was the. You You are Steve Kime in this scenario, unfortunately, right. both. I am. You were the general manager of your truck, you let it get to empty. And then you criticize the passenger because they didn't do uh, enough reminding you to fill up your gas tank. I guess. Yeah,
1: I I I think I have the self awareness because it's it's an adult uh, who feels like they've got his shit together for the most part. It's one of Are the most. <laughs> that's it's fair, <laughs> especially after what I just uh, told everybody. Uh, it, yeah, it was uh, one of the more humbling experiences you can have when you when you run out of gas. You feel like the biggest idiot possible. And uh, they're right there. Circle K to the rescue. Get in there. Of course, it was uh, this Polar Pop hit a little differently today. Uh, It was well worth it. it. It revived me. Get yourself some Polar Pops. Text PHNX to 31310. Join their SMS subscriber club and buy one, get one free offer on their 32 ounce polar pops head to circlekcom k.com store locator i could have, if i didn't see it i would have been on my phone using that store locator uh and found that circle k that was right down the road for me and and find circle k's near you also got to tell you about bet mgm of course the three ball challenge continues through late august get in on this right now sign up use the code phnx and this is stuff golfers dreams are made of you get uh three guests that can be teeing off at one of the most legendary courses in the top ranks of the PGA three ball challenge. Take your swing in a three to play challenge, revealing your roster of golfers each week's tournaments with players, with the best performing golfers and snag awesome weekly prizes. Uh, You'll be entered to win uh, grand prize for some at the TPC Sawgrass, three thousand dollars with withdrawable bonus dollars to be used for travel, accommodations, food, and beverage. All you have to do right now is uh, go to BetMGM, use that code PHNX, sign up for all the different offers that they got going on. Depending on where you live, for our Arizona audience, you can uh, make the first bet offer and receive up to a thousand dollars back on bonus bets. And if it loses with BetMGM again, you, you can use that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes, of course. Get that $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if you don't win. Uh, Check out the full details. And listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach. Talk about it in Disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight hope ny or text hope ny 467 New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, one for confidential help, Michigan. I love it. Coney saying Circle K like the bat signal. Absolutely. Uh Jose saying he's done that. We got Victor saying, I know my car. Absolutely. <laughs> that's where it's where I went wrong. That that uh false confidence.
2: <laughs> Don't encourage him. The audience should be doing nothing but raining shame on, on <laughs> the Steve Kime of gas tanks, Bo Brock. How how dare they encourage this man that he did <laughs> he did the right thing? He did the right thing going to Circle K, but I mean, yeah. come on, dude. You shouldn't have been in that position. I know.
1: I know. I call my wife and I oh. I have to I have to say, like, I have to play, I just have to eat it. I say, look, this is embarrassing. I ran out of gas. And her first thing is like, what if our two-year-old's in the car? And then she has to shame <laughs> right. me even more. Right. Like I needed that.
2: <laughs> your your wife is already care doing the heavy lifting in the household on the uh, all fronts of the Brock family household. Right. And then you have to remind her, rub her nose in. You're married to a man that could have had a two-year-old in the car at 170 degree heat. And all he has to do to avoid this is just put some gas in the tank when it gets, you know, right around the E. But, you know, you didn't. You didn't do it.
1: She's Michael Bidwell. She's enabling this behavior.
2: That is is the most offensive, insulting thing you've ever said about your wife. I can't believe you just called your wife. I would never compare my wife to Michael
1: Bidwell. Well, like yeah. Hopefully she just that fires is, me. Never yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> and finds her money <laughs> awesome for it. Yeah, I was just say I don't
2: even know who in the cardinals organization best represents your wife. She yeah. her competence outshines and outstrips that of the uh of the entire cardinal. He's maybe the Mark Dalton. I feel like Mark's pretty good at his job.
1: Yeah. No doubt about it. Job security for sure. Uh, the call of shame. Truly. I hate it, said Jose. No doubt about it. I, uh, <laughs> I ate some humble pie today on multiple fronts, and I don't think it's over once I leave the studio and go home. I'm sure she's got some choice words for me. Uh, let's get back into the conversation. Jason McIntyre, I had uh, some comments about Kyler Murray. that, and, and you've, uh, You're have boys with J-Mac. You guys uh, you tore it up on the courts together. You play some pickup basketball. Uh, I want to play these comments and then get your thoughts on them. Uh, this is what he had to say about Kyler Murray. This was post-flight uh, plan in and, and the comments that we even talked about where he seemed to be taking some accountability, but this was Jason McIntyre's
0: thoughts on it. But this is about Kyler Murray and accountability. And, you know, historically... Accountability hasn't been a big thing for Kyler Murray. I want to remind you guys, Kyler Murray is a very pampered player. He's one of the most ballyhooed high school football players in Texas football history. And we know the rich history, Friday Night Lights, Texas football. He, he went 42-0, and won three state championships. And as he uh, goes to college, you know, he has some success, uh, mild success at a and then transfers to Oklahoma, sits behind Baker Mayfield, wins a Heisman Trophy, and he's going to the draft. Everybody says he's going to be number one. I'm sure some people will say, listen, uh, J-Mac, J ease up on this kid. He's a, he was a college kid going to the NFL. Guys, he kept looking to his dad for answers. Um, you know, I heard a story that Kyler Murray's mom was still doing his laundry in Arizona. This is while he's a quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Like, at some point, you've got to grow up and show accountability.
1: Buying into what J Mac is selling here, and he's he's up there, you know, recently with with Florio and some of the uh top Cardinals haters. And like, obviously, this is an organization that deserves criticism, but like, to a lot of the things we discussed earlier, the Kyler Murray flight plan, where he opened up and he said some things about you know what went wrong and and what he's going to do in the future, I don't see it as as a time to kind of pile on and, and say that hey, this is somebody that is incapable of. Holding himself accountable, and then pointing to his relationship with his father, who is his quarterback's coach, who's been there all along. He's he's a 25 year old uh, NFL player. Uh, the criticism's not there when Peyton Manning's family is buying his his mom's buying him all his clothes, and and they're holding their hand through like the off the field stuff. I just I don't think that that's a fair assessment of Kyler Murray and why you shouldn't think that he can hold himself accountable. I think it's
2: been a fair assessment of Kyler Murray in, in a large portion of his Cardinals career. I think when he mentions Kevin Murray, he's referencing the Dan Patrick interview that sort yeah. of launched Kyler Murray's NFL career. And honestly, it's one of the most embarrassing interviews any athlete has ever given in a major forum. And I, I understand why, you know, you and I eat, sleep and breathe this stuff because it's our job and it's our passion. But if you're not into Cardinals football, that might be one of the five most notable moments of Kyler Murray's career because it was such a big deal at the time also for the record I 100% believe that Kyler Murray's mom was doing his laundry while he was in the NFL (laughs) I you know I've said this on my show though and I believe it 100% and Bo you're you're a living proof of this like I don't care when the light bulb goes off with someone like I don't care when the light bulb comes on right all I care about is that it does come on and Mm-hmm. Bo, at one point, when we were first working together, did not know that when you went to a wedding, you should oh. bring a gift to the lovely <laughs> couple. Now he's a father. He's a husband. He's one of the best Cardinals media members. My money, the best Cardinals media member in the city. And, like, the light bulb went on. Now, I'm I'm making a joke. It's always been on for Bo. He's always been a hard worker. But the point is, why are we criticizing Kyler now when yeah. it's clear he's recognizing the heirs of his ways and yeah Kyler has been coddled you can make a case that Kyler Murray has been the most coddled quarterback in NFL history a hand-picked head coach from college a hand-picked system really very little hard questions to answer and I'm and I'm not saying that the media has done a bad job locally but we're not New York we're not Philly we're not going to sit there and just beat him over the head with right. these quotes and He's largely been given the room to do what he wants, and the Cardinals are very protective of him. They're very deliberate in how they sort of have him fulfill his media responsibilities. So I think it's been a fair criticism in the past, but I don't care about the past with mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. I, I mean, to me, it's a clean slate. To me, the light bulb's going on for Kyler. He's 25. I think he got a taste bow of the real world this last 12 months where he's not the star quarterback. He's not being celebrated. People aren't hitting him up to just, blow smoke up his ass people are criticizing him people are are ghosting him on text because he was terrible I mean at various points of the season he was not good he hasn't shown some of the development that you want in year four he's still got a lot of room to grow as a leader and a communicator but to me he's acknowledging that and I think that should be celebrated and I think nationally people are just looking for reasons to have kind of a pinata in the nfl because you you always need to have both ends of the pole right you need to have the best team and patrick mahomes and somebody's got to be the worst team in the punching bag and right now it's the cardinals and i I think in kyler's perspective i'm open-minded i do believe he's got a he he can't be deandre ayton right he can't tell us everything he needs to do and then do 10 percent of it but i don't think that's kyler so I think the real world hit Kyler hard this, this last 12 months. And I'm excited to see how motivated and how he responds to it.
1: And and, I mean, we don't know if he's talking to anybody, but he's just his comments from the, the flight plan. It seems like he's, he's doing, he's, he's looking down the right paths, right avenues. Right. And I thought when he brought up communication and how he communicates, with his teammates and how he is, is more kind of blunt or says something harsh. And now he knows that maybe he has to kind of uh, color it up a little bit and, and say something positive along with something negative in order to not just have teammates just be like, what's, what's up his ass. You know, like he understands that there's, yep. there's different ways to communicate with people. You know, it's, it's a big team and he's going to have to change that way. And, and I think that that's a, that's a sign of maturity, even even though it's like a small sign. Uh, when we kind of break all this down and you look at what the criticism was with Steve Kime, and Steve Kime, you know, said he's, he's a a top five guy that has to have a prove it season at the quarterback position. And then you've got Jason McIntyre's entire rant. I think it was in all like four and a half minutes about accountability and how he's skeptical about, you know, is Kyler going to be an accountable guy is Kyler has to be accountable in order to lead the Arizona Cardinals out of, uh, kind of save this sinking ship i do kind of believe in both of those assessments i don't get i don't believe how it right. got there but i do believe like kyler has a lot to prove no doubt about it and in order for the cardinals ship not to completely sink kyler murray has to lead them out of it do you
2: think uh kyler what are the chances kyler murray did ayahuasca this offseason <laughs> uh, open-minded new vibes maybe some Therapy yeah. in there, maybe some psilocybin <laughs> mushrooms from our guy Jake Plummer. Like expanding her, he does seem like a totally different dude in the right. in that video where clearly there was some introspection. And yeah, I, I'm with you. Everything is going to come out this season, right? We can, we can, we can put aside all the what's fair and unfair. He's going to have every chance with a new coach, a new scheme, a new system, a new start to prove us. I want to point out one other thing very quickly about the, the Kime thing, since you brought it back up. Notice Steve Kime experienced success with Bruce Arians. yeah, And then he was a complete failure post-Bruce Arians, pre Kyler Murray. And then he experienced a little success when he drafted Kyler Murray. Of those two parties, guess who Steve Kime is taking shots at publicly? One is a 25-year-old, not exactly known, Bo, as a verbal assassin. Not exactly right. a guy that's been a wordsmith that can fire back grab the personality the other is one of the most sharp tongued aggressively verbal dudes in modern NFL history and I hate that Steve Kahn is trying to kind of bully Kyler Murray because Kyler's kind of a different dude he's a little bit more Mm soft-spoken yeah he's he I I think he's been protected all of those things though we're gonna find out this year what's real and what's not with Kyler Murray because whether it's the season the draft their draft capital, like we'll we'll get our answer. We don't have to wait very long.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, it, I'm I'm curious to hear if if Kime ever will go in on on Cliff. He certainly, I doubt he would ever have. Uh, he dresses Christmas.
2: like him for crying out loud. Of course not. It, he can't he can't go in on Cliff because Steve right. Kim thinks he is Cliff King. When he looks in the mirror, there's like body dysmorphia. It's like he sees Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury. And so to criticize Cliff is to criticize himself. No, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury is, oh man, I I kind of (laughs) miss ranting on Cliff every day. He was the least qualified head coach in NFL history that Steve Keim hired and saddled Kyler Murray with a predictable, bland offense for four years. And yet Kyler Murray's the one that was responsible for the team. Meanwhile, you know, it, it it's it's all a joke. It's it's yeah. Kyler's time and I'm excited for him. I really am.
1: Cliff Kingsbury is not qualified for a lot, but he would be qualified to be a spokesperson for Shady Rays. Shady Rays, of course, are sunglasses partner here at PHNX. We love Shady Rays. Take advantage of the best uh, deal of the season. How about use the code PHNX, get 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses. Check out their store location now up in Kieran Commons. You can check out all the products that they have to offer right there in North Scottsdale, then jump online. Take advantage of that uh, using that promo code pH and X 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars or more, or five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, maybe a lot of this conversation, somebody had a bad experience with, uh, a tainted gummy or a gummy that was not made by our friends over at OG's (laughs) Brands. OG's Brands, uh, Arizona's original cannabis kitchen, they make your gummy experience exactly what you want from it. Uh, They are flavoring life and they are the solution to a lot of the problems that you experience with any of your gummies. They've got the sleep edition that's going to help put you to sleep, keep you asleep. It's the delicious aqua berry flavored gummy. Also OG's They've got uh, their new mix bag where you can figure out if you like the fruits, if you like the creams. Take advantage of their new seasonal flavor, Pink Lemonade. Uh, check out all their products, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com and follow them on your socials at OGs Brands. You can find them in your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older. So a lot of uh, fun looking back at Steve Kaim after his comments today, but now we look forward. Monty Austin it seems like the Cardinals are in better hands for sure. Kind of handcuffed because he was cleaning up the absolute mess that was left over by his predecessor, Steve Kaim, who unceremoniously resigned at the end of the season. But, you know, with all these running backs in the headlines, uh, you know, coming forward and, and kind of trying to lead the charge to higher salaries and them being compensated what they feel is fairly uh we see a lot of guys franchise tag Tony Pollard uh Josh Jacobs uh we've got you know Derek Henry at the end of his deal producer Sean I think we have some notable free agent running backs this next offseason Saquon Barkley as well who looks like he's uh poised to you know he doesn't want to play on their franchise tag but eventually could that's a storyline to follow along with is the Giants are set to come to the State Farm Stadium week too, but Jody, when we look at the future of the running back position for the Arizona Cardinals, it seems like James Connors probably playing at least under his current deal, uh, his final season for the Cardinals. Uh, You think that Monty Austin Ford is is a draft and develop guy or that he could dip into the free agent market if he's armed with what $80 million, even the Kyler Murray cap hit. Could he do what many others don't spend money on the running back position?
2: He shouldn't. I mean, everything that we've said good about Monte is going to go away if he goes away from James Conner at $7 million and adds to that at the running back position. James Conner is the seventh highest paid running back in football this year. It's the last time any team will ever pay him that amount. Now, I, I don't mind it because this team needs rock solid, reliable dudes that can set a tone and put their money where their mouth is. And you know what James Conner, you're going to get maximum effort. You're going to get a guy that's out there battling. And that's nice to have, but he's grossly overpaid relative to NFL running backs. And the only people that are complaining about running back pay or, or running backs, like, right? There's not, there's no one else is upset about this. And it's like, dude, take your $10 million this year. Be happy with it. If you're, we just watched B. John Robinson get drafted in the first round. So it's not like everyone is treating them like they've got cooties and we're in fifth grade again. And, <laughs> Nobody wants to touch running backs like you can make money, but you're not going to make a lot of money over your career. If you want that, become a DB, become a linebacker, move to wide receiver. It's a really interesting conversation. I had it today on the drive, bow, which is running back is everyone wants to be a running back in peewee football, in high school and in college because you get to touch the ball, you get to score. And even in college, you're a focal point. You're famous on the team if you're the running back. You get to the nfl and nobody really cares who you are anymore there's so many running backs because everyone wants to play it in the lower levels and then you get to the nfl and you're like we've got so many running backs to choose from i am a huge proponent of draft a running back every year Mm. Uh, a fourth fifth round sixth round running back you can never go wrong with just seeing what you've got you're going to use three running backs minimum a year so this is to me We've watched a lot of changes in sports. You know, the NBA's got the advent of the three-point, the proliferation of that baseball, the you know, home run, walk, strikeout, the three truths. I think in football, it's just running backs don't matter; they're not as valuable. It's a salary cap league, and I'm sorry, you're just not going to make the money you once did.
1: It's it's you know, relative to the league and the and the big contracts that are going to quarterbacks and wide receivers and corners, premium positions. Yeah, it's it's kinda it's it's sour grapes for running backs, but they they still like they get, you know, they're they're usually emphasized in every offense that they play in. And they get to, you know, if if they're drafted within the first three rounds, they're making a decent wage. It's it's unfortunate, but like I don't want Monty Austin for it to be somebody that's gonna go against the grain just because he no. got, you know, some salary cap, flexibility. Uh, it and you look at the the prospects in next year's draft. I mean, it's a loaded class, and he is he's got a, he's going to have at least eleven picks as it stands right now. Monte Osford's going to have eleven picks. He's going to have two third rounders. That's the like kind of the money spot, right? And you could get yourself a Trayvon Henderson from Ohio State, uh, Rocket Sanders out of Arkansas. I mean, those are guys that you know. If the Cardinals are struggling on Sundays, I'm going to tune in and watch them on Saturdays and dream about Monty Osfort, you know, calling their name on, on during the three day draft process.
2: I'm going to dream about a running back. I've never heard of from some school <laughs> that I don't care about being drafted in the sixth round and putting up 1200 total yards as a right. rookie because every year there's 70 to a hundred running backs right. that enter the NFL draft and like 10 are actually needed. And so you're going to cycle through quickly. And yeah, I, I think that's, if I'm Monte Osborne and GM, I'm just not thinking about the running back position. Like I was looking at this. I'm going to give you three names that I was looking up today that have the same, uh, around the same base salary as Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and Josh Jacob of $10 million. Would you rather have a franchise tag running back or Marlon Humphrey, whose base salary is $10 million as the top cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens?
1: Absolutely. You take the corner.
2: Corey Lindsley, the center that the Cardinals fan base dreamed of not that long ago, ten million dollars for the Chargers. Would you right now rather spend ten million dollars on Saquon Barkley or ten million dollars on Corey Lindsley for the next few
1: years? Yeah, it's an easy answer. And Justin Herbert will probably he'll tell you that it's it was worth every penny.
2: Yeah, Christian Wilkins is another name, an interior defensive disruptive pass rusher, ten million dollar base salary. So it's I, if I'm on the Austin for like I'm having the intern that's currently a sophomore at ASU watch running back <laughs> film because they're everywhere. Yeah, it, it It's not going to be hard to find a couple uh, average to above average NFL running backs. And they're a long ways away from that sort of luxury splurge on a position. That $80 million, they're going to need corners. Offensive linemen, linebackers, edge rushers, tackles, wide receivers, they're going to need everything else. That money's already spent on more important positions, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and I think Monty's already shown that he's going to invest the draft capital in those premium positions. He did it, you know, I think if you include wide receiver in that conversation now, and I think over the last two off-seasons, they've kind of emerged as a premium position, uh, that his first four picks were premium positions, he had, uh, I mean, he takes tackle, he takes the edge rusher, he takes the cornerback, and then he took Michael Wilson at the end of the third round. And, and it has to give, you know, Cardinals fans, it's got to be refreshing to see after coming off a of Kime. And Kime, I mean, actually, to his credit, he did pretty well at the running back spot. He takes Andre Ellington sixth round. He takes It's because it's the Johnson. easiest position to <laughs> it find.
2: Is. Any knucklehead could find it. He's like, oh, I found running backs. You're like, they're everywhere all the time. Right. Yeah, I mean it.
1: Yeah, it. it's it's like uh, finding a running back. like trying to find a good beer at Four Peaks. They've got them all over the place. We are It's our official beer partner, Four Peaks, uh, here at PHNX. We love Four Peaks. Check them out, fourpeaks.com. Follow them on your socials as well, at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub. they got lots of different events going on. They're supporting your teachers as they get back to work. Uh, check out all their different events going on, fourpeaksforteachers.org. Nominate, donate, reserve a kit to help out teachers for the upcoming school season. But you got your favorite beers, of course, on tap. You got the Kilt Lifter, the flagship. You got the number one wheat beer in Arizona, the Wow Wheat. It's fantastic. It's great for these toasty summer evenings. Check out Four Peaks. You got to be 21 years old or older to drink Four Peaks. We ask that you do it responsibly. Uh, bringing things home with Jody Ayler, you've been so kind with your time. It's been great to catch up with you. Uh, you've uh, got, you know, I think as far as takes, you got the best takes in the valley uh people can find you of course fox sports 910 from 6 to 10 every morning correct
2: that's right um really what i care most about though is if people can just chime in who's got better hair bo <laughs> my my strength is i've got i think just you know i've got a good hair color and it's holding <laughs> strong at 41 but uh please vote uh like for me retweet for <laughs> bo uh, Johnny's yeah. going to be excluded from this. I know he cares right. very deeply about his hair as well. So, um, no, I appreciate the kind words, Bo, and, uh, you guys do awesome work here. It's, it's, it's a great time to be a part of it, a little small part of it today.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. And, uh, I want I didn't want to spend too much time on the matting ratings, but I thought this was the biggest indictment real quick on this Cardinals roster. They unveiled the defensive line, like the front seven players. And the highest rate one won for the Arizona Cardinals was Dennis Gardeck at 72. <laughs> 72. They didn't include uh, Zayvon Collins. He, it looks like Madden's probably going to keep him as a middle linebacker for right now. But when you look at this, it's it's really I mean the the defensive line right you've got like Rashard Lawrence Carlos Watkins guys you really haven't heard of it's like the old Major League I haven't heard of half these guys <laughs> excluding the this guy here is dead but you've got like uh, sorry it's a movie baseball movie right right so you probably right. won't get uh, and then I mean the pass rush Cameron Thomas is like a 69 MyJ Sanders is down there. But I'm a bit like optimistic. Am I foolish for being optimistic about this past rush? Because I think there's four guys that are kind of intriguing to me. And Collins, BJ Ujulari, uh, Thomas, and Maje Sanders. Yeah,
2: it's funny because the the Madden ratings are like, I used to play Madden and uh, back when I played after you did franchise mode for like five seasons, the computer just started generating random, you know, <laughs> new players. And right. I think there was some sort of glitch and the Madden people thought we just need to generate some computer names <laughs> for the Cardinals. They don't even put pictures up for these guys. Right. You mentioned Dennis Gardek, uh, my favorite nickname that has never caught on your dad's best friend from high school, Dennis Gardek, because he just sounds like <laughs> your dad's best friend from high school. Uh, did they watch any football in the last 12 months? Like I was dead. The entire Madden team is asleep at the wheel for the right. Cardinals. Somebody was just like, yeah, whatever, just give them whatever, because I think Cameron Thomas is underrated in these ratings. I, I think you could make a case that maji standards by the end of the year is at least going to be at least flip-flop spots with with dennis gardek he's right. got that bendiness explosiveness but i i don't think your optimism is misplaced with the pass rush specifically i do think the front seven is a colossal mess right now and so as a whole to me it's a disaster in the making but i'm with you I'm intrigued by Zabin Collins. See quarterback, get quarterback to me is a lot easier for Zabin Collins to process than being the traffic cop as a middle linebacker dissecting every movement in front of him. To me, see quarterback, get quarterback, B.J. Ogilari, I'm intrigued by him as well. I I think it could be better, but they're also benefiting from, you know, zero expectations.
1: Right, right. Only one direction to really go. Uh, for that group and, and that's up and if anybody can emerge in that from that front seven, it just makes Monty Austin for its job a little bit easier and Jonathan Gannon, and Nick Rollis going forward and saying hey, we got BJ Ojolari who's 21 the youngest guy on the roster right now, uh, as a building block Cam Thomas or Zayvon Collins is one of them can be a rotational guy I man it, it that's, that's already you know just this this roster developing and and making strides forward from you know what's viewed as a roster that's under par and in one of the least talented in the league jody you've been uh great so far you know with all your time that you spent with us uh taking some digs at my expense which i which i needed today (laughs) after uh my humbling experience out there in 115 chasing down uh some some gas for my truck but i completely agree with the the person who commented in the chat saying we got to have jody on more often we absolutely will make sure to do that here in the future jody uh one more time at radio jody on twitter are you on threads yet
2: i'm on threads threads is dumb but i am on <laughs> threads i can't i can't wait for the meeting at work where they're like you know what we've got we got to fish where the fish are and threads <laughs> is it meanwhile sports twitter was not broken i'm still on twitter still my thing
1: you can still find him at radio jody on threads reluctantly at radio jody as well <laughs> and of course fox sports nine ten mornings from 6 to 10 of course find the podcast wherever you find podcast jody great to catch up with you man have a great rest of your summer we'll talk to you soon all right
2: dude. great to see you. appreciate it
1: all right make sure you're following us on twitter at phnx cardinals and of course finding the show wherever you find podcasts subscribe to this YouTube channel at PHNX Sports on YouTube. Uh, Johnny is going to be back tomorrow and we are a week away, officially a week away from the Arizona Cardinals reporting to training camp. week from today, they uh, start training camp practices on the 27th. It's right around the corner. Can't wait for that. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your Tuesday.